welcome to the Mudhorn Clan cast on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Steve. I'm Beskar Dave. And this is Sean Fangirl S. Today we're talking about Chapter 6 of Season 1 of the Book of Boba Fett, entitled From the Desert Comes a Stranger, written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, directed by Dave Filoni. That sounds so right. Western. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Western in this episode. Oh, Initial yeah. reactions, Dave? Oh my God, I was blown away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe think of a joke about uh, two pikes that walk into a bar and have a blast. Oh, I sure did. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, it was so great. Uh, I got on Twitter right away and I saw that someone else is on Twitter that I know from Facebook and he was he got up at three in the morning to watch because he doesn't want to get spoiled. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> and by the time when I reconnected him with him in the afternoon, he'd already won. Uh, Watch it twice more. <laughs> so I thought that was fantastic. After last week's episode when they introduced or reintroduced Mando, well, they're not going to be able to top that and they're going to leave everything until the Mandalorian or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Totally blown away. Loved it. John? Oh, I 100% agree. I really like this one. I couldn't believe how many people were in it that we weren't expecting to be in Boba Fett. We had some idea, but more questions came up then because we're like, oh, my gosh, what about what about what about? And then, of course, rabbit holes. So it was a really good episode since we went down so many rabbit holes after the episode. And I will have to say, I know he's not on here, but watching with my husband, he was like, oh, my God. It's like All right. <laughs> seeing him get into it. This is great. He's like, I can't believe it. And I was a little mad at the end, which we'll talk about. But. I, that just took me down another rabbit hole. So, yes. <laughs> this was an awesome episode. There's no doubt about it with all the people that we got to see in this episode that we definitely weren't expecting. Nope. And yeah, this one definitely brought up a lot of um, issues here and there with the people showing up. I thought it was interesting to see some reviews that just really wasn't on board with Luke and how he was training Grogu and being so rigid. And so, yeah, it was definitely gave people a lot to talk about. That's for sure. There I don't, know, I, a lot I don't understand there. the criticism at all. Why? You, 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 you get Luke. He looks even much better. Oh, yeah. Than the last season's iteration. His hair moved in the wind. The the voice on it. He's got the scars from his car accident. And, like, and yet people have to break it down so badly. In fact, in the conversation I was having on Twitter, somebody had just had to chime in. It's a low bar, you know, best Star Wars episode episode on TV. Well, that's a low bar. I'm like, do you mind? Oh my gosh, that's why. Right. Okay, that's why we've said before there is a whole level of toxic fandom. It's like you can't just love it to love it. Apparently, right. You know. There was so much that happened, and when I was reading some of the articles that Steve was probably talking about, it's like, oh, well, I can't believe the book of Boba Fett, because he's just like a side character, and it's like, oh my gosh, world <laughs> building. It is filling in blanks for all of the fans and yeah. leading us to what we've already seen. It's yeah, called it's a process. Cheese and rice. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas, and they complain. Right. Yeah. It's like, but okay, you only got 12 presents instead of 15. Oh my God. Yeah. That's what I feel like with some of it. But I feel like the people who, who really like 
Star Wars, just the fans, not just like hardcore, like who that are probably cussing me up and down when I don't remember Gamorrean guards instead of, you know, the pig guards. Mm. You know, those people who are just like, oh, this is great. Oh, this is pretty cool. I like it. The ones who are not bitching about every little piece are the ones who are really enjoying everything that we're getting. And so I hope the other people come around and they're going to start liking it to like it and not be like, you know, I'm George Lucas's third cousin twice removed, uh. you know, yeah, and be like, and he would not want this when he is not saying he doesn't like this. So, you know, everybody take some deep yoga breaths and let us <laughs> get into the show and actually just take it for what it is. It's enjoyable. And this is where we are right now. You had Sorry. nothing before. And now it's now you have this and you have a complaint. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am so worried about when cons go back. It, you know, there's always like a Star Wars panel, like every single con. And it's like a fandom one. So I am so worried to see what's going to start happening in those those um, panels. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Had to let that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So now we can get to ratings. Steve, what, uh, what did you give it for a rating? Well, I gave it five out of five drowned training droids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave it five out of five tasty floating frogs. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of frogs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What? I I gave it a five out of five, like little handkerchiefs holding Beskar. Yeah. <laughs> that is, got way bigger when you opened. I'm like, how was that? Wait a second. Does that handkerchief have TARDIS technology? Because somehow it was bigger on the inside. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's talk about a little bit of recap, shall we? (laughs) Mysteries are explored and Boba Fett learns new information. (laughs) Eventually in the episode. (laughs) Did he really learn anything new? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Jaren said, I may have an answer. <laughs> right. It's like, eh. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a bit more of a almost Boba Fett free episode. Just in general, what did you guys think about that, though? That he's back in his own episode? Oh, <laughs> that he was. I was still. Yeah, I got hair. He's got five minutes of screen time at most in the yeah. last two episodes. And yeah, a lot of the haters are complaining about that. that it's his show. Shouldn't he be in it? Well, they're always complaining it was the best one to, because he wasn't in it. Yeah. And the other ones. I don't know. I feel like I, I understand him being there at, I don't know, maybe it could have been towards the end, like to give more meaning to what we did see towards the, the later part of the episode. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Just the placement of his appearance. I know. I'm weird. I still like the episode, though. I'm just going to keep saying that. Well, they had to have their war council, so he might as well show show up for that. He'll probably take a more prominent role in the next one. We'll see who the sidecar is. (laughs) You guys expect to see uh, Luke bring back Grogu? Because it doesn't matter. There's so much. There's so much. It doesn't matter. He can't. He can't bring him back because if if Luke shows up on Tatooine, they win. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) It's no contest. It is no contest. He can get he can get anything not to work, but just okay. Are we you know, skipping to that part basically? Because I have questions. <laughs> like I thought, you know he's definitely one guy you don't want to make mad. No, but Luke has never faced Cad Bane, correct? 
Man, that, I can't be. find yeah, that. Yeah, he's in, way out of his league, way out of his league. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, him and Boba Fett are like 1A, 1B, or 1 and 1A. You know, they've had their disagreements. You get That explains the dent in uh, Boba's helmet, right? Yes. Yes, so, yeah. I had to find that. And I'm like, wow, okay, now, I, now I'm going to have to go down a whole nother rabbit hole with, like, comics and stuff and finding all that. I think, I think I gasped when I saw that stranger coming from the desert there. <gasps> no, yes. I was like, no way. Like, I no was way. totally hearing the spaghetti western, you know, whistling music. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the Clint Eastwood. Yeah, as it was like coming down. the. I'm like, okay, where did, did he walk all the way there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, the man with no name with Clint Eastwood. He just shows yes. up out of nowhere. Like, how did you get here? <laughs> Okay. Are we just going to talk about that? I think we should. Just no. <laughs> we can pick it up. Pick it up from the start. We will get there. I can't. Yes. Okay. So anyway. You guys take us in then because now I'm stuck on that part. <laughs> yeah. So I instead of pigs in space, we have pikes <laughs> in spice. <laughs> and oh we get uh, uh, the first of uh, a great cameos. Well, actually, they're more than cameos. People come calling them cameos on the internet, but uh, there's more like guest roles, yep. I would call it. And there's four pikes, and they're loading up the spice and getting their credits ready. And from out of nowhere, again, Cobb Vance shows up, the marshal. He looked a little extra skinny to me. Right. He's going to look like that without your arm, but still. Yes. <laughs> Timmy's I thought he had pike. lost some weight, too. And yeah. I thought maybe I was just imagining it because of the armor or lack of... He's coming back to TV, too, with another Justified miniseries, but hope puts on a couple of pounds. Maybe <laughs> things are so bad in that town that they can't afford enough to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Cobb Benz shows up. He's the marshal, and he's so cool. What did you guys think of his appearance? Oh, it was absolutely amazing to have him back and see him again and being himself, because <laughs> he basically told them, um... Uh, this is our territory. This isn't your territory. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually just loved it. Get on out of here, and <laughs> we'll call this a, a bad map reading. And, well, they didn't want to buy that. <laughs> so three of them hit the desert hit the dust. floor. <laughs> yeah, I love the whole, like, oh, we'll just chalk it up to you getting lost. And then, you know, fastest gun on Tatooine kind of thing happening. Yeah. Like, oh, obviously you guys don't know about him. All right, got it. There were course, so many cat. What? I'm sorry. I'm I was just saying, of say. course, of course, there's like jokes everywhere. I'm, I'm guessing you have something there, Dave. A joke? <laughs> well, I, I, I had I, Dune I, jokes referencing, you know, basically going through spies, my head. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just wanted to stare some cashier in the eye and say, think it through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, tilt my head down there. <laughs> Think it through. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty, uh, he kicks over the box of spice, too, because that one pike says, it's worth more than your town. Yeah. I guess I'll retire. <laughs> then he just kicks it over. It's like, oh, great. Now the whole uh, town's going to be like high on spice. All of a sudden it's blown in the wind. Because <laughs> they're downwind. <laughs> <laughs> so if if it's that important to the pikes, the spice, why don't... Uh, People from uh, Tatooine take advantage of it. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. If you maybe. needed money, I would think that that would be <laughs> a yeah, really. good way to do it. Or maybe it's like they don't know how to process everything. We'll learn. It's There's right no there. spice labs, you know, anywhere. 
you know, yeah, processing. Because if you remember back to, uh, was it the cartoons or was it Rogue One? I mean, it was a huge deal, like how they processed everything. Yeah, they got all that tech and they have all sorts of droids. So it's a good starting point. <laughs> I don't oh, know. You're like, why hasn't Tatooine become drug dealers? Because they're freestanding yeah. <laughs> citizens, Dave. <laughs> I don't know what they use it for. Uh, I, if I knew, I've forgotten. What do they use the spice for? It's not like Dune. It was just drugs because they were, you know, when they talk about it, it's like so distastefully. Yeah, I guess. They don't have, it's not a spice bar that they but go to. See, the sanctuary. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I think it was Rebels. No, I'm sorry, Clone Wars, where the one Pike, when they go to see him, he's just like, you know, puffing that hook hookah really hard with <laughs> this, like, the spice all around his head. So I just assumed it was like that. Mm. Or maybe it's something simple, like tobacco. You know, and everyone just kind of gets addicted to it. <sighs> tobacco that's worth more in this town. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, who knows? So I don't know if this is a shocker or not, but in the next scene, we cut away, we get uh, what was it, an N1? Yeah, it's an N1, right? The yep. Boo Fighter, and it's twirling sp- through space towards a lush planet. Are you guys blown away by that at all? I mean, back to Mando, obviously. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, how does he know where he's going exactly? Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't know how he knew. I, I'm not sure what R2 was doing on the planet, too, like serving as a beacon or just standing guard with his little mini radar. I think it was kind of both. And, like, they allowed Mando to come. Like, certain people can be there. Well, then again, this is also before the schools officially started. So, I mean, yes. I'm mm-hmm. guessing there's going to be, like, word out in the universe. Hey, we're building a school. If you're Force-sensitive, come join Skywalker's <laughs> school. <laughs> like a Beetlejuice neon sign on the planet. <laughs> school here. Well, not only did we get Mando, of course, right on top of that was R2. And then we instantly put it together that... uh Skywalk, he knows where Skywalker is, and he knows where Grogu is. We didn't see any of that. Right. It was like an off-screen knowledge. But he's here to, keep, to see the kid, and it looks like R2 is going to lead him out there to uh, <laughs> the, the, the temple and the, the spider droids. I, I don't know if they're really called spider droids. But, That's uh, good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, they're little, like, worker ants is what I can Yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah. More like that. So that was kind of big. Um, we can see... The temple before it was built, or as it's being built, we get R2, we get Mando. I mean, what's next? Aside from R2 shutting off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought that was awesome because R2 talks to one of the worker ants, and yeah. then it kind of builds a bench there right next to him. That was, and then that that was, that hilarious. was hilarious. R2 yeah. just cuts off and you go, Oh, Mando realizes, oh, that's a bench. Yeah, I'm going to be waiting here for a while, I guess. Yeah, he I waves his he hand. Looks. He's like, wait, is that is that a bench? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they put little, like, palm fronds on it so he can relax, a little cushion. Yeah. <laughs> so this, the, that scene switches away, cuts away to uh, Grogu and Luke. And it's Christmas, like, the third or fourth time already in this episode. Right. And they're meditating together. And this is where we see the floating frog. The one-eyed uh, fro- floating yeah. frog. So what do you guys think of uh, seeing him again so soon instead of, like, next season of The Mandalorian? And seeing? And I also want to know what you thought of uh, the digital, digital Luke. I kept looking at digital Luke to see if it was actually 
um, Sebastian Stan. I say this because he happened to tweet something like not long before this episode. He's like, oh, so many people want to see me as like a young Luke. He's like, I don't know, but never say never. So that's why I was like, wait a second. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, I got this big TV and I'm like getting close looking going, is him? (laughs) So I wasn't 100%. Um, I did like the fact that it's gotten better and still a million times better than what they did to Leia in Rogue One. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Like a mannequin. Oh, God. They should have just showed from the back and nothing else. That would have been fine. But anyway. um, And then I was really surprised that we we got anything with Luke and Grogu, though. I thought, if anything, it was going to be kind of like far off and if Mando got there with his gift he would be talking to Luke but like again we wouldn't actually see Luke's face that if anything it was going to be kind of his back and he turned his head slightly so I was super surprised we got all of this and a little training I don't want to say montage but it kind of was (laughs) oh yeah I I have to say basically got to see almost everything that Luke went through yeah except Yoda Except I don't think Yoda was like, you know, moving him along like he's on a swing to walk him. That was kind of funny. It's like, just pick him up. It's like, just pick him up. Oh, my God. Or float him straight out. Like, it's like a swing motion. It's like, woo. It's like, oh. Then he just waves his hand. That was so great. That had me laughing. I mean, I liked that breakup. So you got a little bit of humor in it, even though what he was talking about was interesting and really important. And then again, what what else we get, which you're going to get to when he's like, here, I can help you and puts his hand on his head. It's like, I don't think that helped. I think that kind of traumatized and left more questions for the fans. But I digress. Steve, do you think they double, triple, quadrupled or quintupled down on Grogu cuteness? <laughs> oh, it's definitely a quintuple. Yeah. Because <laughs> Grogu was at his finest in this episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wanting so many... that frog so bad. Oh, yeah. And then Luke shows him how to float all the frogs out of their seat if you just just concentrate. Then of course, that go. It's like, Grogu that's mean. Go... I know. Grogu would go through all those frogs in one sitting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but then he wouldn't be able to jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I have to, to a... say, I got about the same amount of jumps as Grogu at that point. So, yeah, <laughs> really, that's all you got. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the uh, the sequence where he asks him? I mean, first, he goes through the quote like "size matters not," and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, Yoda." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he asked him, thinking uh, we didn't get a connection between him and Yoda or his people or planet or whatever. But he did right. ask him about what he remembers. And he says, do you remember your home? So what'd you think of this sequence? Steve, you can go first on this one. Well, I'm kind of like Sean. I have a feeling that this basically was more of a turnoff for Grogu than a something that he needed to see. This was something that he tried to forget was yeah what he went through there. Now, of course, we don't know who saved him because it looked like he was going to be a goner but somehow he survives so that's so that, yeah this is apparently uh order 66 yes it yeah. is order 66 we What'd never you get find out, out who those jedis are which it's like uh turn your head wonder well the middle one the middle one appeared in the cartoons or he the did. animation yeah 
Okay. Uh, at least uh, that's the popular feeling. I, I wish I wrote down his name. I'm sorry I didn't. But he was the head of security at some. Okay, I, don't think- I thought he was one of the younger ones, but it could have just been like by the stance. Like it just. This is this is just internet talk that he was the yeah. head of security. I guess yeah. at the new Jedi Temple or whatever. That's apparently something perhaps in Mace Windu ran and that, uh, you know, taking care of the foundlings, et cetera. And I guess Yoda, I mean, Yoda, pff, Grogu is there as a foundling. Right. And uh, so and so people are just putting the, together uh, Sean's rabbit hole that Mace Windu <laughs> is the one uh, that rescued, you know, showed up to rescue Grogu in time. Why he let him go and I don't know. But right. <laughs> oh, there was another one I I went down that said it was the librarian that yeah, because she was in there and she was pretty powerful, even though people didn't think she was. Because if the um, clone troopers were able to overrun three powerful Jedi, who could take them out? And I'd seen possibly Windu if he survived or the librarian, because nobody would su- suspect her. That's and a good thought. I thought that was interesting, though, that, yeah, think about your home and the only home he can remember or at least wants to try to remember is the Jedi Temple. I know we don't know if he is one of Yoda's people, but I don't know if that gives any credence to the theory that Yoda and Yaddle had a child. If Mm -hmm. all he remembers is the Jedi Temple, like, could that have been a thing? Which leads to a whole nother one, which we'll get to. I'm telling you, rabbit hole upon rabbit hole upon rabbit hole. But <laughs> that a lot of it actually goes back to Yoda, like, screwing stuff up and changing rules. And that's how a lot of this all played out, like domino effect. So, not sure. I'll talk about that when we get to that point. But I was just like, okay, what are they going to show us? And like I said, I wanted to see who the faces were of the Jedi who were there. But... I also wanted to scream at my TV and say, you have the force. Why are you not at least using force push? What is going on here? Right. Like, they always forget that they have this power when, like, oh, these people are coming at me. What should I do? I don't know. Push them away. (laughs) Disarm them. Right. Float them and flip them. I don't know. Do stuff like that. Anything. Ah. Good question. So, anyway. Uh, another another quick change there, scene change, and who do we get? Ahsoka Tano appears. And <laughs> um, Din Jaren's been there so long, he's actually taking a nap now. And yeah. she appears, and she appears to be the guardian. I don't, I didn't get the impression that she actually lives there, but I had she had reason to believe that uh, Mando was headed there. Right. So she, yeah. What do you, what you guys think about that? I still feel well, like I there's some was- kind of connection. But we don't know that somehow Mando has, like, something with the Force and she can kind of feel it. Get out. I'm just thinking, like, not much, but, like, you know, just barely there. And she can just kind of tell. It's like, okay, you know what? He's, like, feeling the connection with Grogu so much. Like, he wants to go see him. And she's just like, all right. R2 was like, hey, hey, this guy showed up. You told me to tell you when he got here. So R2's the informant. (laughs) And, you know, she's the muscle. So she showed up. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's I'm hoping she goes to tattooing, though. Somebody needs to go help out. And then you have the whole background with Ahsoka Tana and Cad Bane anyway. Yep. Pull another thread in this tapestry. For yeah. So before we get there, she uh, they go for a walk. Everyone's going for a walk in the show. And they can see Luke and Grogu at, at a distance. 
And it, there's a lot of heartstrings that get pulled in this episode. And he he's so close. And as Mando said, he's so close, I can see him, you know, yeah. and, and Ahsoka says, well, if you interfere now, because he does miss you a great deal, you know, to set back his uh, um, his uh, training now. Is he really a foundling? Because he's saying he's my foundling. He's like he has a right to him. Right. And she says, well, is he, what if he's a Padawan now? That was hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how did Grogu not feel him? Like, turn around and be like, oh, not my daddy, but daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, phew, he flies over. I was like, there would be his huge jump. He turns around and sees him and like, pew, and he's over. Yeah, there, all like, the way hey. over and lands in his arms. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think I wanted to see that deep down. <laughs> Mostly I want to see him in the ship with him in the little bubble. Be like, ha ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got a feeling. (laughs) Skipping ahead, but what else is that bubble for? Oh, uh, someone picked up on the internet, one of the many uh, video blogs I watched. As the camera panned by the uh, Naboo fighter and the bubble, you can see uh, R2 through the bubble as if he was sitting there. Oh, I didn't catch it. Oh, man. When I watched the second time, like, hey, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Give everybody, like, this is what it normally is. Yeah. Everybody remember, go back some. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that was just really hard, though, hearing Ahsoka say that to him and then seeing it. And again, how do you give us emotions through a helmet? Yes, but like, he does. I know. Totally yeah. does. Oh, my gosh. He needs an award for this. It's like, we'll make an award showing tons <laughs> of emotion through a helmet. Yeah. But yeah, he dips his face. head at the right time. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, Dinjarin gives Osaka the gift and heads out. Yeah, he can see Luke is holding uh, Grogu, and you can see the ship slip off, and you know, into the horizon. And Grogu sticks his little hand out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you think get- he knows that? Do you think Grogu knew that it was him? Like as he's flying off. I don't know. I can't say. It certainly wasn't a razor crest. So how would he know unless he can feel him? Like Ahsoka said, they have a strong bond. Yes. I think he felt him and knew that it was him. So do you think Ahsoka then was like blocking his presence somehow then? So Grogu couldn't tell it he was there when he was so close to him? (laughs) Since you said blocking, I wonder how far she was going to go to make sure uh, Mando didn't get close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think if push came to shove, she would have battled him to keep him away. Well, that would have been giving away everything, too. But yes. I, I, I agree with you, Steve. Yep. <laughs> the, one of the outtakes will be her looking at Mando and saying, think it through. Yes. <laughs> and you see her wave her hand over the, the little present for Grogu. Was she figuring out what was inside it? <laughs> yeah, I saw it, but I, I couldn't tell what she was doing. But if you think she was using the the force somehow to make sure everything was okay, then yeah, I'll buy that. Yep. Yeah, I didn't find anything about that specifically because there's she, so I, much out there. <laughs> so we go to a sequence where Luke goes through all the jump training, and he and she he tells uh, Grogu to feel the force, and um, it's so funny because. Uh, the running through the forest is reminiscent of what he did with uh, Yoda on his back. And yep. they they jump across rocks. And one thing that turns out to be not a not a, a rock, it looked like some type of water ox or yeah. something. 
What'd you think of that, Sean? Was it fun? Oh my gosh. I had a giggle of like, of course, you know, hey man, get off my back. What are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like five. But um, I just thought that was cute. Like them adding it in and yeah, throwbacks to Luke's training. And for some reason, again, I wanted a little more comedy. I wanted Grogu to almost fall out of the, the little basket and like just be holding on. Like, ah, but it's because I'm weird. So then they climb up the bamboo uh, sprouts, shoots, bamboo shoots, that's it. And I guess I did, and a lot of the people got a crouching tiger, hidden dragon vibe, because there's a scene in that movie where they just stand on these fronds of bamboo, which is impossible, unless... Unless you have the force, and I guess they did back in ancient China. That was supposed to be a fantasy anyway. They're magical. Just go with the magic. Yeah. He says to him, uh, he tells Grogu all about the force, and the the world has uh, balance, and through the force you will find balance too. And that's when they get to the balance training. So yeah, I uh, love it. Here, move the ball. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just rolls it. It's like, no. Not like that's that. not what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's a child. You leave him alone. I don't care if he's fifty or seventy-five or whatever he is at this point. Were you happy to see the uh, the training remote again, Steve? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Even it's down to that little everything, hasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Even down to that little swirling noise it makes when it shifts through the air. Yeah. Yeah. I, that I got a Beetlejuice vibe though. Awesome. <laughs> When it starts shooting and all of a sudden he's like jumping. It's like Beetlejuice. Okay. He's like dancing around next to it. Hey, careful, Sean. You've said it twice already. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Hold it right there. <laughs> or your household's going to turn into something you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this could be weird. So the next sequence is the uh, Luke decides to get in a little practice, a little lightsaber training, which is pretty awesome. And in, in the meantime, I guess Grogu's supposed to balance. Or is that... Uh, what was that movie with the, uh, oh, it's a Karate Kid, right? Yes. <laughs> Stand on one foot, do a swan thing. Yep. I'm like, that poor baby, he's going to fall over on his face into the water. That was pretty cute. Uh, all those hops and flips and dodges until he finally uh, dismantles it. I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm tired. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Just lays yeah. on the rock. <laughs> like I'm a sure little lizard. Like, I'm going to warm with myself. The the horse, or is just taking a nap. <laughs> pretty cute. <laughs> and then we get a discussion between Luke and Ahsoka, which is very interesting. Yes, sometimes the student guides the master. She seems pretty wise, and uh, Luke seems receptive to what she thinks, too. Yes, and he should be. She knows his family. Yeah, yeah. And had she stayed, she would have been a master by now. Oh, absolutely. I mm. kind of think it's funny because some of the memes that came out of that, which are really bad... But when she's like, oh, so like your father, and then there's a meme that has that where you have Anakin with his lightsaber in front of that little kid. I'm sorry, the youngling. And then you have the picture of Luke with the lightsaber open and Grogu in the background. And she's just like, oh, so like your father. I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how appropriate that really was. Sick people out there, but I was laughing at it. So I guess I'm one of them, but. Yeah, I was kind of concerned with her saying that, though, too. It's like, okay, because she's known Anakin through good and bad. It's like, okay, what exactly are you saying, though? She didn't didn't get to see uh, good Anakin in the end. 
No, not at the very end. She knew him no. back when he was first starting, and then when he started his downward spiral. Yeah. So I was really, I wasn't mystified or so much like your father, but it's this he had some insight that her father found, you know, retribution. But then Luke says to her, uh, you know, what do I do? Like, hey, you're the Jedi Master. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. Uh, well, well, he's decided he's. He thinks he is, yeah. too. Yeah. Because he's like, as far as he knew, he was the last one. So he was a, what, Jedi Knight? What he proclaimed yeah. in, in uh, which I don't even remember which episode when he proclaimed it. Right. And then now he's like, hey, now I'm master. It's fine. Yeah, so he was deferring to her opinion, and she never called him Master Luke. No. But she did show some deference to him when she nodded and put her, you know, her uh, hand across her chest, or really a fist, in some type of uh, genuflection, I would, I would guess. What do you guys think? I yeah, think I kind of think feel. it was. Oh. Yeah. I no, gonna, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to disagree, and I kind of think she can just feel, like, how strong he is. And that's why yeah, she but- that's about it. He or, still hasn't uh, gotten rid of his uh, attachments. You know, he's preaching to uh, Grogu that you have to rid yourself of all attachment. But, you know, he's pretty attached to Grogu himself. And that's what he said. What should I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once again, we've he's still battling his teachings that never really completed and the way he is. Yeah. Because the way he is, you know, he left Yoda to save Hans and Leah, so yeah, that's a whole rabbit hole that I fell into. I don't know. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was that, oh, and I don't know if it was a book or the comics or what, but it or it could be a video game for all I know. But it was <laughs> um, Knights of the. I think it was High Empire. So it was supposed to be way back, Old Republic. Right. I think it was during Old Republic times. But it, it, it I swear it said High um, High Empire. So I don't know that. The Jedi had specific disciplines, you know, much different than what they're showing now, what we've seen, I should say. And they had attachments and there were actual families and it didn't change until Yoda became Grand Master that he changed it. And that's why when I read that, I'm like, wait a second. So Yoda started this whole domino you know, fall because he's like, no, no, you can't have attachments. And then supposedly he had a kid with Yaddle. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. supposedly, mm-hmm. let you just okay. pop out of the thin air. Like, okay, do as I say, not as I do. I see how it is. Uh, I think Maybe I sent a myth. knew something. Like he felt Yoda's like, yeah, you can't have attachments. Mm, but I did. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, I know. I, I think I sent a message to Steve that, uh, or maybe it was to both of you, that um, that Luke is, is is seeking resolution to his quandary through Grogu. If Grogu can do it, then that makes Luke a, a success finally because he wasn't officially. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have a quick question. When is this supposed to exactly be playing out? Is it supposed to be after he and Leia were training? Because we see that in, yes. I think it was the most recent movie. So this is supposed to be after those two had trained. Right. Okay. Because there was a whole thing about how did Ahsoka even meet Luke. But since Ahsoka was Fulcrum, at some point she met Leia. And so I'm assuming that's how they got together. That's why I was like, okay, maybe Ahsoka was there for some of Leia's training too. And this whole circle is coming around. Yeah, well, she's force sensitive. She was gonna. She was in the fast track. Oh, yeah. 
being a Jedi Knight herself, you you know, uh, oh, you, you made me think of something. You you thought that uh, Sean, you thought that uh, Mando might be a little Force sensitive. Yes. And it's funny that at the right at the beginning. Oh no! It was the, yeah, it was at the beginning because it was a flashback to the previous episode of Mando saying uh, um, the armor is telling Mando that you have to forego all attachment. He goes, "Well, that's against our creed." So there's a conflict right there. What if he is force sensitive, but he he already knows it's against his creed. There's nothing about that that he would accept if he really wants to become a full blown Mandalorian again. He can't allow it to happen himself, and <laughs> he could always partner with Grogu. Grogu could be the uh, the Force partner. Oh my gosh, there's so much, and there's a whole other season there for us. Oh well, yeah, there's so much that I want to question about that. Though it's like I feel like the armorer knows something, like really knows something. So I don't know if we're gonna get anything, or if it's just me projecting that. You know, she should tell him X, Y, Z because she already knows. And in reality, she's just like, I don't know what's going I just have stories. So I have this information. Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, the more she tells, the less influence she has. You know, she has to keep it strict mm, and buy the book. I mean, there's only two of them left. Yeah. <laughs> I, that we know of. The rest of them might have been off the moon somewhere. Who knows? But uh, of that particular covert. Right. Group. And I find it interesting that both. The Jedi and the Mandalorians are supposed to have this strict and rigid regiment that they are supposed to follow without having connections with others. And yeah. did that be did that come as part of the breakup with the Mandalorian and the Jedi's? Was you know because you know we hear that yeah once upon a time there was a a blending and the Jedi's did have connections and husbands and wives and children yeah. and all that yeah. so and if he's going to be the he can't forsake relationship if uh if you're going to be leader of the mandalorians and wield a dark saber and be force sensitive yeah absolutely so, so that's against the that's one creed or another i mean yeah they're both try to push you, you can't have attachments but in one you have to have attachments but you can't show yourself because you have to keep your helmet on yeah. all the time <laughs> yeah so i kind of have a feeling that the armorer and Yoda kind of w- clashed, and basically that's how they s- went their separate ways and got more strict with their uh, religion, shall we call it. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe they can just see it flying, spinning off into space, and then someone has to rein it in. Yep. So, then, uh, yeah. yeah, what's that? Uh, I was just going to say, and then we get our 30 seconds of Boba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get Mando flying uh, off to Tatooine. And he lands at uh, Boba's palace. I finally said it right this time. <laughs> and he tells one of the pig guards, the Gamorians, that he has a meeting with Fennec. And he finally arrives when they're having uh, a meeting. And we find out they need, oh, wait, I always went past the scene where he loops, or uh, Mando loops around in his Naboo fighter over the uh, Jawas and their new hood ornament. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. And I love the the ones like, getting all excited it's like man i totally helped put that together look at <laughs> that's how i translated that it's like i got that part that's why he's so awesome now it's because of me <laughs> he got a rope down on top of the thing <laughs> that was whole- i can't believe that they got that up there i'm like how did those little dudes get that giant yes. skull up there <laughs> who knows i think don't they have a little crane thing at the very top of that i think so yeah so um, they, they have, first, then we, go, we switch back to uh, 
the little uh, meet a strategy session there where everyone's in place, including Black Chrysanthem. And, and uh, we got the, uh, what do they call the, the bikers? Oh, the, the mods. mods. They call them mods. Yeah. Like the mod squad. Why don't they just get that over with? Yes. <laughs> and uh, Boba, who actually gets uh, a line, says, we need foot for soldiers. <laughs> and uh, Mando says, well, I, I think I have a solution to that. And then we go back to what we learn is now Freetown, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he lands and uh, then we got another new character that I'm calling Deputy Dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Red shirt. I, I, yeah. Deputy yep. Red shirt. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I like that uh, camera reveal, too. Uh, Deputy's giving uh, Mando, you know, did you hear me? And he goes, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the voice comes from behind and uh, the deputy sidesteps and there's uh, Cobb Vanth. I, I love that type of reveal. He's walking, he's just walking behind him. You don't see him. All of a sudden, boom, he's there. There's a lot of all of a sudden, boom, he's there type of things in this particular episode. It was such a bonus to see him all over again. And yes, Mando it was. Yeah, and Mando wants to recruit the villagers. I'm like, geez, that, that's also like a Clint Eastwood, Sean, uh, with the man with no name. Yep. Recruiting the, the villagers, so the townspeople to uh, rise up and defend themselves. Yeah, when he said that at uh, Boba's Palace, I kind of figured it was going to be the villagers here and the Tuscans, since they kind of Ugh. owe him. So that's what I figured was going to happen. And then when this whole thing played out, I was like, oh, okay, shit's going to get real. That's all I got thinking. And yeah, you call him Deputy uh, Red Shirt. I was calling him Barney Five (laughs) because, man, he wanted to grab that gun fast. It's like, all right, Barney, chill out. Barney. I know he's only got one bullet in his pocket. (laughs) So there may be no food, and that's why the marshal is so skinny, but they always have drinks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was the name of the show? Uh, The Bartender. Was played by W. Earl Brown. We used to be on uh, that Western show with Timothy Oliphant. What's it called? Justified. Uh, uh, huh? No, Justified. not Justified. After oh, that, okay. before that. Another one. Yeah, another one. Uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna him. click. I know him as Hitman, so I don't know. Hitman. <laughs> yeah, he was in Hitman. Oh, I love man. how Cobb. Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, Sorry. Deadwood. They were in Deadwood. The guy behind the bar plays the bartender in Deadwood too. Oh, okay. Oh, does. <laughs> Yeah, I love how Cobb is basically saying, "No, we're we're just peace loving people. No, now we just no, uh, uh-uh. we're not doing it." <laughs> yeah, that's city stuff. That's what the bartender says. That's city stuff. Yeah, and we're so, all leaving. And <laughs> Mando goes, "Yes, we actually are, but I need a favor." Yeah, yeah, it's not easy to ask for a favor. A favor, and he tried a little psych pressure by saying it. It's not uh, like you to back down to bullies. Yes. And that's when Sean's favorite line comes in. <laughs> or was it Steve's favorite line? My favorite line. Your favorite line. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what's my favorite line? <laughs> <laughs> Make it your favorite. That's what I like about you, Mando. That big and of smile. Course, as soon as he flies <laughs> off, we hear the Western music playing in the background as a stranger comes a calling. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like he had a sense that uh, that he was there. Cause yep. you hear the, I thought, you could hear the bantha go. Burr. I'm like, what does the bantha know something? And that's what made him turn around. It wasn't Sean's music. Yeah. <laughs> he has his own little like mini speaker with him, so when he's walking, everybody knows that hey, there's a bad guy coming. So that's mm-hmm. what it really is. Entrance music. 
Yeah, he did like a halo jump, though, to get there because there's no vehicles anywhere. Yeah, that's very reminiscent of those spaghetti westerns. That's crazy when that whole thing went down. But I love it's like, can you really hear him that far away? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I sometimes can't hear my husband in the other room. And you're yelling across this town like, hey, except you're not yelling. You're just talking. I don't think they can hear each other that well. I think it's more, hmm, okay, let's well, watch they're, the they're, hands. They're definitely paying the right guy to be Marshall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, when I saw Cab Bane, I knew who it was from watching the animated series, and I was just going, wow, wow, I can't believe this. This is yes. incredible. Because <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him in I don't even know how long. Like when Well, once you get to Bad Batch. Oh, he's back in there? Yes. <laughs> so, But it, I had read something, again, rabbit hole with Cad Bane. One of them, which I'm going to throw this out there, and you guys can think about it while I run through this, <laughs> is that he's the one who killed the whole village of Tuscans. And yeah, I've heard that. Yep. It's like, hmm, okay, maybe. That would make more sense and go back to Fennec than saying, oh, really? Like some bikers just, you know, took out the Tuscans? I doubt it. It's like, oh, okay. Gives more credibility, in my opinion. And he could have faked that, you know, painting that symbol under yeah. just to create oh, some yeah. interscene warfare between all the factions. But they said in this article that Cad Bane is like very, very old for his species, that they don't normally live to his age. And he's supposed to be like 70. Which <laughs> I thought he looked good. <laughs> and that's why his color is faded, because yeah. people were complaining about that. And they were complaining, oh, well... Like, his nose is, looks like it's drooping. I'm like, well, first of all, you know, you can only do so much when you have a person in there. They have to have proportions so they can, you know, breathe and talk. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, most of it was the color and that, oh, oh, he looks so different. It's like, okay, cartoon can, you know, use a ton of color. And then there's reality where you don't necessarily have the right, you know, makeup, but still. And that he was there because... He wants to start crap. He wants to kill Boba because he helped train Boba, which I completely forgot about. So you can either go through um, YouTube and look it up and you'll see the parts from the animated series, all of them, where he trained him and what happened and what Steve's talking about in Bad Batch. Or you can just take our word for it that he trained Boba and now he wants to be like, but I'm still the best. I'm going to take him out. Yeah, well, I think it was Boba that left him with those, I wouldn't call them breathing apparatus or whatever they are, it's sticking out of his neck. Right. He didn't, uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't have that until after his battle with Boba. Anyway, they're, yeah, they're facing off to each other in the street, and, and Deputy Dog uh, is like inching. He's so <laughs> itchy. I'm like, what are you doing? And you can, the, the subtle look on Timothy Oliphant's face as Cobb Vanth, like, what are you doing? <laughs> so he's trying to uh, break the pressure by keep asking, uh, uh, what his name is. I still didn't catch your name, you know? Right. <laughs> but he was worried. He was definitely yes. worried. Yeah, Cad Bane wasn't giving up any information. Yeah, it's going to lose his edge. Yeah. And, of course, Deputy Dog ruins <laughs> everything because Cobb can't keep eyes on him right. and Cad Bane at the same time. So, fortunately, Cad takes the deputy completely out, but only mm-hmm. gets a shoulder shot into Cobb. I was going to ask that. I'm like, is he dead? Because I couldn't tell where he got shot because you just see him laying there. Right. Like, now he I got knew the shot in the, uh, 
sought in the upper torso shoulder because he was reaching. And so he turned his body and that's, yeah, this is how many times I watched it. <laughs> and this is after repeating like 12 times, please don't kill him, please don't kill him, please don't kill him. <laughs> exactly. And he reached and turned and it, and it took him across the shoulder. So and I, they got a uh, back to patch on him. Oh. But then nobody's running over to the deputy because he's still smoldering. I'm pretty yes. sure. Because <laughs> he had, what, about three rounds? Oh, man. Plugged three into him. Five. Yeah. Now, do you think had the deputy not been deputy dumbass, then no shots would have been fired? Cad would have given his, like, warning and been done and walked away? Well, yeah, if he accepted the money. Right, but... Oh, I didn't realize he had money. Yeah, no, Cobb said, wasn't going to do that. Yeah, Pike said, we'll, we'll pay you whatever they're paying as long as you just sit this one out. Oh, right, right, right. What's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> so if that wasn't enough uh, breathtaking, then we get the uh, the joke of the whole episode. It's not really a joke. We can switch to the sanctuary bar where two pikes walked into a bar and had a blast. <laughs> Do you think anybody survived that? I'm thinking Jennifer Beale's character survived. Yeah, I am too. Because she's seen it and moved fast enough. Like she's behind the bar, she jumps behind the bar or something. <laughs> so I think a few people will have survived. Jumps behind him, a, a Gamorrean belly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, like, you know, they placed it in a certain way, and then the droid was moving it towards the front, so... Yeah. Maybe a few survive. They're going to be beat up. They're going to go to Boba immediately, and then we're going to have somebody from the village, if not the sheriff, show up and tell them what happened, and it's like, all right, that's it. It's on. That was pretty piercing blast. The way it blew right through the door at the window, it's like, well... Yeah. She back on the the quick way behind the bar or a trap door or something. I was we know surprised. They, they liked their trap doors on Tatooine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. When it happened, though, like, were you guys super surprised? Because I know I was. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. 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 I know. What else? Yeah, and then but finally, you should have known something was going on when it's two pikes walking in. So, yeah. yeah. And, and they're well, carrying something. That's why something. she was watching so hard. Yes. I think so, too. She's she couldn't get them woman. to take their helmets off, you know, yeah. the two, the boy toy and, <laughs> and the girl. Yeah, I think she had an inkling this was was trouble. It's a good thing she had a naive droid say, oh, look, you forgot your... <laughs> <laughs> your package, sirs. Yeah. Okay, okay. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to go back to the temple and Luke and Grogu and... Oh, it's so sweet, right? They're meditating and they're together. I should let Dave do this because I'm too excited about it. But um, then then you have two presents. Oh, here, look at, yeah, your friend, Mando. Yeah, he brought this for you because, you know, you're so cool. And he opens it and there's a little chain mail, which, like I said, how did that fit in that little tiny ball? But okay. <laughs> little Beskar chain mail, which I think Dave or Steve, I can't remember which one of you called it because I was like, what the hell did he make? And all we seen was right. like a few little chains. Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Rings. Yeah. Mithril. Like, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> mithril. <laughs> Let's mix well. everything now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, you can have this. Or you can take what's behind door number two. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls out the lightsaber and it was Yoda's and it's like, oh, this was a you know great Jedi. And I'm thinking, how do you get Yoda's lightsaber? Yes. And my husband and I went down a rabbit hole just talking about it, trying to remember how the heck he would have gotten that. Well, there's two storylines, one where it did get destroyed and one where it got repaired. I forgot who repaired it. Was it uh, Luke? I have no oh, idea. Yeah, but yeah, that's so. why I'm like, 
I'm not, trying to remember the last time we've seen it. It's either in a book or or a comic book where it got repaired. It was destroyed and then got repaired. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was fixed. And it's like, okay, well, you can have one or the other. You can't have both. And then this is where I was mad because when I found out the whole thing about Yoda was the one that enacted the no relationship thing, it's like, okay, right. well, that's kind of crap. And it's like, but Luke, which I think you guys had said this too, has like a ton of attachments. So you're like, oh, no, you get to choose. You can take this and you will not train with me, which I thought was BS. It's like, what is that? Right. Like, you okay. go back to Dinjarin. Right. You're, you take, you're you doing the whole absolutes, either or black and white. Well, that's not Sith bad because he is giving him a choice. He didn't have to present the present at all, but he knew there's a strong bond. So he's actually saying he can you you can follow your own instincts and and work on the bond that you already have before me, or you can stay with me. I, I don't think it was a bad choice, really. See, I I mean, he gave him a choice. The way he was saying it, it just felt like okay. Or do you want to learn what you actually are, and you're a Jedi, and you can stay here? But. Caveat we have a long that. history of success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caveat with that is he says a very short time for you is a long time for other people. Right. So I was like, maybe that's his way of giving him this, je- you know, do you want to be a Padawan Jedi choice that he was told about, but also giving him a way out that, yeah, you can take this and go be with Mando and learn what that's like and still come back because it's not going to be that long and you can still train then. But I was still mad about the way it all kind of played out because I'm like, how dare you? How dare you act like that because of everything that we know about you? And I was just like hitting a pillow and <laughs> mad. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Was maybe well, that's a, a good less po- emotion. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think he was just saying that uh, Grogu is going to be around for a long time. And the galaxy is a dangerous place, and you need to start now because even Luke's not going to be around for a long time. So uh, Mando's going to eventually be gone. You've wasted all that time with him. I'm going to be gone too, <laughs> unless I'm going to be some type of force ghost. And even those guys aren't around for the longest time. So I, I get it. He's thinking of his more. He's in a golden opportunity. It's a, uh, it's his chance to to train with a. Master Jedi, or <laughs> at least a, a Knight of the Jedi, and then you have to make up your vo- uh, your mind now. That's the way I took it, Steve. Yeah, well, to me, it was very much that way. Is that he was letting Grogu know that by the time he's done with his training, Mando probably won't be around anymore. Right. And that whoa, okay, well, that sounds like Luke and Leah. I mean. <laughs> Hans and Lee are in trouble. Yeah. You got to go yeah. save them. Or get your time in with Mando before you outlive him. So it was actually a more difficult choice for for Luke to actually give him a choice. Right. Yep. Because he knows what happened to him and there were people before him and, and the bond between them. So it had to be more gut-wrenching. But he's going to be getting all those other Force-sensitive kids too soon. Uh, you know that yeah, they we, pop up. They're gonna, he's gonna get Ben Kenobi, or what do they call him? It's, it's Ben, right? Yeah, yeah, it's ben. yeah. his nephew. Because he's yeah, supposed he to be a child at this point. Yeah. So yeah, he'll he'll be there soonish. He said uh, Luke's had a tough life. <laughs> <laughs> I must say. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there because I I just felt a little. I don't want to say betrayed, but I just feel like I it was a little 
like, how could you say that? But that's why I'm like, all right, well, he also said this and this. And it's like, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> what do you actually mean? Just tell me. <laughs> Let me know. I don't know. I, you can get overthinking it. I think he did I tell know. him. Make a choice. <laughs> of course I'm overthinking it. I read way too much weird crap on the interwebs. Well, the interwebs <laughs> exploded with the choice. What is he going to choose, the mithril or the saber? What do you guys think he chose? Mithril. <laughs> I don't say I definitely think the chain mail. Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be like so long and I'm like a little dress, but he wears a little potato sack anyway, so. Yeah. It, it makes me wonder if we're going to see... Uh, Ahsoka Tano, are we going to see any of these characters in the Ahsoka Tano series? Is that supposed to be this year? I think so. Let us look it up on the interwebs. <laughs> I wonder if Luke says, well, I failed on that. You want to join my school? <laughs> Get it started because I got nobody. <laughs> uh, it's a possibility. Oh, yeah. I'm not seeing anything regarding when a release no. date for that is. Although there are a ton of stories that released in the last two days. Yeah. <laughs> all about it so wow yeah it doesn't she's pretty anything. busy in her own right she's gonna i think she has to track down grand admiral thrawn oh, right I still want to know what's yes. happening with thrawn and and we know he's going to make an appearance so that's awesome yeah yeah i think we discussed earlier that all this is channeling towards a movie tour at least i discussed it with steve i can't remember yeah. <laughs> That there were all these separate threads and the different shows are going to lead to a movie in 2023, maybe. Yep. That's, that's like the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we do have some feedback for this episode that just showed up from our friend Fred from the Netherlands. Wow. So let's hear what he thought of this episode. Hello, Sean, Steve, and Dave, and all listeners to Defend Girls Own. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for the book of Boba Fett. Chapter 6, amazing episode, of course, especially because they brought back Luke Skywalker. Really incredible, and I read some stuff about it, that it's partly Mark Hamill, indeed, and then de-aged, and they also tuned up his voice a little bit to sound younger, but there were also other people involved to pull this off. I looked in IMDb, but I couldn't find it, so I looked up some articles and found some names as Graham Hamilton, who is a performance artist. So what did he do? Probably mainly the, the fight scenes, etc. And Mark Hamill's stunt double, Lloyd-Jones, wasn't in involved here. So perhaps we once get a behind the scenes. I really hope we will know how they pulled this off. Then, of course, very, very nice to see Rosario Dawson back. As Ahsoka Tano, I uh, really hope we will see more of her. I find that such a interesting and appealing figure, actually. One of the other things I did is going back to Return of the Jedi, re-watching that movie. Actually, I was watching it on my laptop and my wife heard the sound of Star Wars and said, What? You're watching Star Wars? Why? I'm halfway uh, that movie because it's more than two hours, but it's really funny how or nice how well connected this Boba Fett is to The Return of the Jedi because actually it's quite funny to see Boba Fett in The Return of the Jedi fall into the Scarlet Pit and you see him in this series of course crawl out of it. 
Okay, that was all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. And I'm going to watch the second half of Return of the Jedi today. All right, Fred, thank you very much for that wonderful feedback. Yeah, Spread's right. We might see some uh, behind the scenes, you know, get some answers behind the scenes. I usually don't watch too many of those because it spoils the magic. Right. I'd rather, rather live in my fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it was amazing that we got so much of Luke in this episode. You know, we were kind of debating last episode, would we even get to see Grogu? And not only did we get Grogu, we got probably 20 minutes of Luke, which was a whole lot more than the three minutes at the end of the season two of Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill must think he's got a whole new career. Yes. <laughs> so as always, Fred, we really appreciate hearing your thoughts and can't wait to hear what you think of the finale next week. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Fred. We'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us as there are plenty of other Star Wars podcasts out there. But ours is stellar. Get that stellar. Tell your friends that I hope <laughs> you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcast. Equally stellar. You can check everything out over at www.fangirlzone.com. Don't forget, we have talked about other podcasts out there that are participating in Star Wars Day, which is February 15th. I already forgot the date. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, guys. Um... And it's because that was the date of the very first Star Wars podcast ever, way back when podcasts were first starting. So you can check them out at Star Wars Day Pod over on Instagram and give them all a shout. Tell them that you like them and give them your ideas, too, of uh, what you feel about all of it. And, you know, we'd love to hear you tell us how you feel about everything, like Steve said. And ratings help us, like Dave said. And we're super excited to hear from you. And what you think about this whole thing and where we're going. And if you have any more information, because I could not find anything about when Ahsoka is supposed to drop. Somebody's got mm -hmm. inside information. Tell us. <laughs> so for this episode of the Mudhorn Clan cast. I'm Steve. That big smile of yours lets you get away with anything. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I don't know. Maybe I'll try some fried frog legs now. But they have to be one-eyed frogs. And this is Beskar Dave. And I tell you, I was so excited uh, by this episode, when I finally let go of my saber, I, I noticed that it had turned green. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.